Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plosky, and oh, Susanna, welcome home. I'm coming to Paradise Square to find a bright lookout and someone to love. Oh, gentle Annie, who is true to a country? Why should I die if I, if I, if I'd be a soldier, if I die in spring, not sprint, uh, if I die in spring, if I'd be a soldier, it's hard times, but wait. Is that the ring, ring of the banjo? Just the one match and one man since the day I met you. Joining us today, the usual Angelina Bakers, who love those Camptown races, including Kevin, let it burn, Jager. Oh my God, I'm all about that. That's definitely my song. <laughs> Kimberly, our breathe easy game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Oh. And with us is a returning guest who you may have seen in Lacage or bright star he's now in paradise square let's give a big broad wasted welcome to friend of the show friend of the Ooh, show friend of the show aj shively hello oh my god this is crazy having welcome. you back i know it's good to be back it's all fuzzy from before <laughs> from last time. i think i'm still hungover yeah it was quite the haze yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm Brian, pretty sure the night ended with me stiffing Brian for cab fare. So I got to... Wait, really? I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> I this guilt no, I have no recollection of that at all. You're good. We're even. You came back on I remember the show. Getting to my, we shared a cab up, uptown and I got to my apartment and I was like, here I am. And just going upstairs and being like, so anyway, oh wait, Brian's not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah I guess, then just, I went to Korean barbecue and apparently like sat on my then fiance's like lap <laughs> like embarrassed <laughs> him in front of his friends did we <laughs> did we drink up did we go to the bar upstairs too or did we just spend First, right i think both i think we bookended i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah we bookended it for sure okay <laughs> and maybe i bailed during the second drinks and went yeah. to dinner correct mm. Yeah. When like, we were the like, dinner was gone too. Like it was Korean barbecue and I got there, like all the barbecue was gone and I was like drunk and starving. And I was just like, 
um, I'm going to need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, just remember, I, I remember giving Kimberly a pep talk. We were all like, you're fine. You could totally do this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Well, this Maybe time we're I older a, now. Yeah. We're I, ate wiser huge, now. I just ate a huge thing of pasta. I'm ready to go. I've got some water. <laughs> We're prepared. We're prepared for this one. Amazing. So, you know, let's just start with what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. So, so I, uh, you know, as a, a gift, I got a virtual cocktail making class um, for Christmas. So um, I've today made a Manhattan, but in honor of, of Paradise Square, which takes place in the five points, I've used Kentucky bourbon. So it's a Southern Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> very clever. I'm very yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you I guys drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a nice cold Chenin Blanc. That's lovely. Yeah. Mm. Kimberly? Um, I have a natural lime white claw. <laughs> yeah, natural lime. <laughs> Natty Lime. That was yeah. the fastest thing I could find. <laughs> did you did you buy that individually? Because there's like a, a a sticker on it. From the yeah, bodega. this is from the bodega downstairs. <laughs> Amazing, you know, I, I love it so much. Bodega white claw is the best white claw. The best white claw. No question. Very cold. No you don't question. Have the paper bag though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I'm in my own home. I'm not hiding this. It's, it's the it's the paradise can. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He got back from the bodega and he brought me a pineapple one. I got your reinforcements. Wow. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Variety. You gotta love that. Too yeah, of course. Individually, it's two fifty for one white claw. Amazing. Uh, And I'm just drinking some tequila on the rocks, but the rocks melted. So now it's tequila with a splash of water. Love it. I'm going to buy you an ice maker for your desk. So you can like replenish the ice. That would be nice. I'll add it to my my registry. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. 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 Clinkies. Slauncha. Slauncha. Um, well, um, how have you been? I know you're in Paradise Square right now. T- why don't we talk a little bit about, let's just start right off the bat with Paradise Square. Um, yeah, we good. haven't talked a lot about like newer stuff on Broadway, so I'm super pumped to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be one of the newer things on Broadway. It's a crazy season and it's, yeah. I'm, I'm so encouraged at how many new shows are opening with like original music and original story. Yeah. Um, I'm like very into this trend on Broadway and I hope it, it, he, it keeps on going. Yep. Cheers um, to that. Yeah. So this show uh, is, it's about a piece of American history that I had never heard of um, called uh, the amalgamationist movement. So during civil war era, New York, so this is gangs in New York mm. um, in that same place, in the five points in Southern Manhattan, um, there was this group of Americans who were openly living interracially, like interracial marriage. There were open queer people. There were um, uh, born free black American business owners. Um, It was this, we have a line in the the play saying it was a group of Americans living in the future. Um, This incredible society, it's the American melting pot. It's where, you know, immigrants, it's like the poorest of the poor, but it's immigrants and uh, self-liberated um, Black Americans from the South and born free Black Americans. And, and this just group of people whose only common tongue was kind of music and dance. And uh, it's the birth of American pop music in this little corner. It's the birth of American culture, really, in this little corner of Manhattan. Um, and it all came to a crashing end 
1863 with the draft riots of 1863, which I had never heard of. But when Abraham Lincoln instituted a draft for the Civil War, um, it was really only going to affect poor people and, and recent immigrants. And uh, the rich people could buy their way out of it with a year's salary, basically. Um, and when they called the names, it was the hottest day in New York. And you all know what New York is like in the yeah. summertime. Mm-hmm. And people were angry and people have been drinking. And the protest kind of turned into a riot. And the riot then over the course of three days got focused, the anger with pamphlets and kind of newspaper publications, the anger shifted from being socioeconomic to being racial and it turned into a race riot. Wow. In New York City, there were like a lynched, I think in total 150 people died in these riots in New York City. It's crazy, I'd never heard of this. Yeah, so that's just, kind I, of, yeah, it's wild. It's like a really important piece of our history and the lens through which we learn about this is through this community, this incredible community of, as our dramaturg put it, of survivors. These people who come and they make a great life out of nothing and lean on each other in new and incredibly impressive, even today, by today's standards, ways. And uh, like it's, so it's a heavy piece of history, but it's a really wonderful, light, happy uh, sense of community it's it's like there's so much dancing there's so much joy um yeah and it's kind of gives you hope for for where we could go in the future cool that's <laughs> so, awesome that's, yeah, great. that's like, a lot so i know <laughs> is this, i don't i don't know much about the show itself is it told over the course of those three days is it a little bit outside of that it's a little outside of that so there's kind of it starts kind of like prologue land and you get to meet the people in Paradise Square Saloon, kind of this one bar owned by a born free black woman uh, named Nellie Freeman, uh, who's married to an Irish immigrant named Willie O'Brien. Um, and um, the events of the place start, I would say, like four months before the riots, when my character, Owen, Owen Dignan, um, arrives in New York, fresh off the boat. And uh, a self-emancipated person named who uh, Joa arrives in New York City on the Underground Railroad. And the saloon is a stop on the Underground Railroad. Um, So it just follows kind of the people who own the bar, who live at the bar and um, their relationships and their community. You know, all these people, the patrons at the bar. Now, I have two very important questions. Mm -hmm. The first question is, are characters in the show based on like historical people or is this like a fictionalization of the historical events? Right. So I, it's, I would say it's probably closer toward fictionalization, but everybody is based on, um, you know, the characters are all based on bits and pieces of stories that are true from the time and place. So there wasn't a woman named Nellie who owned a bar called paradise square, but there were, you know, female business owners and there were black business owners and, um, uh, you know, there's not, there's not a runway or a self-emancipated person named, um, Joa, but there was, um, a born free black man named Juba who invented tap dance basically in this time and place. So it's all kind of, it's close. It's not, but it's not quoted. It's not quoted. It's inspired by. Cool. No, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah. And, and then my second very important question, and this may be a spoiler alert. So if you're really like, want to go into 
Paradise Square blind, maybe skip the next five seconds. But my question is, is there a big reveal at the end that you're somebody's secret son? No, but uh, but in, in at the end of the first act, I do get into a suitcase and fly mm. over the audience. Mm. Oh yeah, that that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> You're still thrown from a train as long as that. Yeah, no, okay. no, there are no trains, but I do fly in a suitcase. Okay, <laughs> as long as as long as there's some kind of connection, that's, that's, yeah, I yeah. just need that. No, actually, so, actually, there is. My first entrance is kind of the same thing. I I like walk on stage from the wings, holding a big duffel bag, like ready to go. <laughs> That's amazing. Like you know how like like directors like Tarantino or people will like put in like homage just like this character might be from this universe. It would be really funny if like you in a writer required that each like each character you ever play must be connected in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Well he yes. needs to stop he needs to stop bringing duffel bags into the audition room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just find it more comfortable to carry than the traditional like binder with music. You just pop that bag down and like yeah yeah that's totally yeah, totally yeah, they'll never forget <laughs> and serious question um, are you how long have you been with show were, were you with it early on did you just join it for the broadway company like how did this all jump together yeah it's similar to bright star i i started um in one of the first workshops in 2018 um Ooh, wow. and we were we tried out of town in berkeley at berkeley rep in 2019 um, and we were supposed to, we were hoping to come to Broadway in late 2020, but we all know how that worked out. Why, yeah. why didn't that happen? Well, it's because <laughs> Hamilton was still so successful. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It just wasn't yeah. room, right. Good answer, good answer, good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm like gobsmacked that it's come back. So we were in Chicago over the fall, which is where your song list at the top of the show came from, because mm-hmm. we had a nice chunky like two or two months maybe a little more in between chicago and new york and like they rewrote the entire second act and there's yeah. so many new songs it's oh, so wow. people who saw it in chicago it's a completely new show it's cool. yeah oh it's that's great. cool that's exciting well, it's not a new show. What, was, was it called was it was it called paradise circle in chicago <laughs> no, but we keep joking that it's it's going to be called Paradise Triangle. It's, it's, it's more people keep calling out of it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Um, so uh, you had mentioned dancing before, like so. I hear that you're like a step dancing champion now, guys. You will never believe what has happened to me. So I, I am not a dancer, or well, I can't say that anymore. But I was not a dancer growing up. I went to musical theater school. Um, and where I was very kindly and supportively told that I'm like a strong mover. So if they need somebody in the back, that, that, that would be great. <laughs> um, step touch. And, and, but, but you're amazing at the parking bark. Yes. Yeah. The parking <laughs> bark is, yeah. <laughs> Get that set off stage and let me go. Um, so Bill T. Jones, our choreographer, his whole kind of professional and creative, um, point of view is that your best work happens beyond the line where you think your capability ends. Um, and that's absolutely like, I am, I am doing things I had, I just would never have believed that I was capable of. Um, I am a principal dancer in this show. It's insane. It's insane. Like, like soloist dancer. It's crazy. Um, so, and it's the fact that I'm able to do it at all is a huge testament to our whole creative team uh specifically the choreography team um 
my my Irish choreographers are Garrett Coleman and Jason Aramis, who are both world champion Irish dancers. Both did you know river dance. Um, That's not intimidating at all. To look yeah, like, no, no. That just seems like yeah, regular day. At some point, you like don't know so much that you're like invincible kind of because like, <laughs> they try and teach me something that's apparently really simple and I couldn't do it. And then I'd see them doing stuff over in the corner and I'd like mimic them and they'd be like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're like, I got nothing to lose. Like, people train for years to be able to do that. And I'm like, oh, well, but I can't do the simple thing that like the little babies in the first class can do. Yeah, <laughs> totally. so funny. You're like, it was step ball change. Is that what you step ball change? I, I always do a heel. I always do the heel. <laughs> <laughs> heel change. Yeah, can you explain change, ball yeah. to me? <laughs> so when a man and a woman. <laughs> um, um, that's super cool. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I'm I'm proud of myself, which is kind of, it's a hard thing to say, but it's like, yeah. I am I'm proud of myself. And um, I'm very grateful for the support I've had from our, from our team, Chloe Davis, our dance captain and associate choreographer, just everybody, like, and everybody. There's a lot of dancer first in our cast who and just are so supportive and are like, you know, that looks great. Or like when I, if I say I'm feeling nervous, they're like, oh, well, this is how I handle that. And it kind of goes vice versa for some of the people in the cast who aren't comfortable singers, who are soloists, sure. singing soloists on Broadway. You know, I was teasing these guys, these world champion Irish dancers. I was like, did you ever think you would be a Broadway singer? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Did you ever think you'd be like a, a river dance champion? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's, it's so cool. It's so cool for you that like, like your Broadway careers for so much has been developing new shows. Like that's in a, in a market where like revivals are like the bread and butter for a lot of Broadway and regional stuff. Like that's really, really cool that you've been able to spend so many years creating new work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, I mean, it's what I'm most interested in. So I was going to say it's by design, but it's, it's also by like, that's just how it's worked out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not like not pursuing the revival or anything like that, but it is what I'm most interested in. The story is why I'm in storytelling is why I'm in the arts in the first place. Um, you know, to just that kind of escapist, like, falling into a well-crafted detailed world from somebody else's mm -hmm. brain is just bliss for me. Um, for sure. And so the development process of a new work to be in the room with the writers and the directors and all these smart minds and seeing how the story changes and, and what goes into it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Rehearsal is always my favorite part. And when you're doing workshops and, you know, staying with the show over the course of years, it's like you're, rehearsing forever so it's like my dream I'm, i feel very lucky <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome cool you know where yeah. else you can feel really lucky where where tuesdays in the corner with kevin corner all right welcome to kevin's corner the best part of the show that sadly didn't exist the first time you came on no. but now it does because we realize there needs to be a place where we put all of my craziness into one corner of the room. And that's where we are now. So welcome to Kevin's corner where I can do whatever I want because it's my corner. And today I was thinking about like your first name being AJ, which 
everybody knows stands for Albert Josiah. But um, like, I was just thinking about how it would be fun if more celebrities decided to take their entire name and just go by letters. So I'm going to give you the two letters of the person's name and give you a sentence about that person as a hint. And we're going to see if you can come up with these big Hollywood celebrities who have decided to use your Albert Josiah the uh, closing of your name to make it just AJ. Um, oh, is, is it Alberta Josiah? Did I say it wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's pronounced Arthur Jonathan. Oh, right. Okay. That's right. That's right. The yeah. Saya part is silent. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the first one is BW, B, good old B dubs. Uh-huh. And uh, this person is the only person who can say yippee kaye and sound cool. Oh man! Well, the only name that's coming to mind is Bradley Whitford. And oh. He probably could. I mean, he probably could. But, did, but did, the, does the peanut gallery know who I was looking for? Bruce Willis. That oh. is correct. From oh. Die Hard, Yippie Kaye, Mother Effers. Wow! I went straight to to uh, like West Wing, Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> he went further back. All right. Uh, this. Person, uh, the letters I'm looking at are A-H, A-H, and this person the gays loved and then hated, and now we kind of love them again. Hmm. Hmm. A-H. And we decided to, like, really hate this person around the time they won their Oscar. Oh. For a musical. For a musical. Yeah, which should make a, which you would think would make the gays love her more, but we decided to not. We did it. We loved her less, a lot less. <laughs> We're a fickle group. I'm sorry. I, what's Lady Gaga's name? No, that's Stephanie. <laughs> uh, yeah, her name's Stephanie Jeremino. Uh, Gira, yeah, Jamada. Oh, her full hey. name is Gaga. 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 I'm going to turn your peanut Aaron. gallery. Do you got it for me? I, I, Aldous Huxley is the only name I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Anne Hathaway. That is oh, correct. That is correct. The gays turned on Anne Hathaway very quickly, but we've all decided to bring her back. And there's now a video going around of her singing since she'd been gone on the Kelly Clarkson show. So good. I, so I think the gays were like, oh, no, you're okay now. We, we've accepted you into the fold. Okay. She's, so, she's fascinating. She's she is. She's fascinating. She's incredibly talented. I saw the... Uh, the uh, uh, Princess Diaries recently again. Mm. She's the, oh, so isn't it for the first fantastic. time? Fantastic. She's really good. Movie. She's really good. Also, she's really good. She's very good in Ocean's Eight, making fun of herself. That's that's oh, yeah. one that yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so the next one is uh, R M, mm-hmm. and I'll give you a hint that we can call her R M C. Um. And this incredible Hollywood persona can be a queen bee and a Southern girl who didn't receive her letters in one amazing year. Oh, it's a uh, mean girls in the notebook, right? Oh. You're correct. You're correct. Oh, oh, and slings and arrows. RMC. <laughs> RMC. Mm-hmm. Regina George. But <laughs> I think you mean um, Re- Regina McGeorge. Who Mick is our George. Who is our second president? Uh, 
Rachel McAdams. There it is. <laughs> she was our second president. <laughs> she was our second president. And that's why they had to make the no Canadians rule after that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. American this, history. You get out here on Broadway. <laughs> history comes alive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next, this next, and also it may not have been the same year, but I appreciate you going along with me. Uh, fact check me if you will. Okay. So the next one is JC, Bill JC. Was he a um, carpenter? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he was not a carpenter, but he wore a mask. Oh. Uh, he wore a mask. Could that be like a superhero movie? All righty then. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, looking for my mask. Oh, Jim Carrey. Oh. Mm. He wore the mask. <laughs> well done, well done. I should have used mm-hmm. the right article. That would have helped. Okay. Um, and then, here we go. Um, the next one is, ooh, LL. And this person notoriously had a fight with Bill Murray, which is why Bill Murray wasn't in the second movie. Oh, oh, I know this. That's from, from Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Is it Lucy Liu? It is. Graduate of the University of Michigan. It Tell is. about this fight. Um, Bill Murray was, was apparently wildly specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bill Murray was apparently really mean to her and just looked at her in the face when they were in a scene and said, "You're a bad actress," and she got really mad at him, and, uh, like rightfully so. Yeah, no bullying. <laughs> and oh, so, man. yeah, it was like it was a really bad situation. But I, they talk about it all the time on like the stupid YouTube videos about, that I watch about Hollywood. So, like, I thought I would bring that one up. Okay, I've yeah. never heard of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, she really went to Michigan? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's so funny. Go Blue is literally everywhere. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, The last one is LD. And um, this incredible actress had a great career, but then her career became even better with her resurgence where the gays fell in love with her. And it has culminated in a recent award show where the uh i think it was either san francisco or new york male gay chorus sang an entire recount of the year that included this person's name over and over again the best thing i've ever seen uh, now i know of jurassic park fame correct laura dern yes <laughs> if you haven't if you have not seen that video it is Absolutely insane. So I think I watched that in real time, actually. <laughs> yes. Was like, the, this is Laura the Dern kicking off her shoes. Like, <laughs> like yes. her reaction to the way they just kept going, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. <laughs> She's like, and it's, it's because she genuinely doesn't know what she did to make the gays love her. But like, <laughs> it just happened. And when it does, you just Nor do the gays. Like, and, I don't think yeah. anyone knows. We don't either. Like we just Shia LaBeouf song, you know, the, <laughs> yes. the video was like him clapping alone in the audience at the end. A hundred percent. Okay. And the last one is, uh, I got to give you a good one. All right. The last one is, oh, I had this one. Where was it going with it? Um, I believe in you. Okay. The last one. Take a sip. <laughs> is BC and everybody always jokes about how this actor looks like a ferret or an otter or an otter everyone always jokes they talk about it so much that Graham Norton brought it up when he was on the show 
Graham Norton. Well, he was on Graham Norton's show. Does he say? Does he say penguins weird? Yes, he does say penguins weird. There's actually there's literally a document. He he narrated a documentary and didn't know how to say the word penguins, so he said it differently each time that they recorded. (laughs) So you could hear him say he he said pen wings. No, and then peg wings because he just didn't know how to say the word. It's amazing. How strange! How strange of him! How strange! Okay, so BC, the only name I could think of was Bradley Cooper, but it can't be Bradley Cooper. It's not. He has a more Shakespearean first name. Uh, is it Benedict Cumberbatch? It is. I've <laughs> never heard penguins? of the otter thing. Yeah, he was super embarrassed by the penguins like thing because he couldn't penguins. say it. Because he <laughs> said the penguins, and he. Just <laughs> <laughs> And it was pretty funny. Um, But yeah, there's a picture of an otter that they constantly like on internet. It was like a thing that went viral of him next to this picture of an otter that looked exactly like him. (laughs) I see these weird things and I keep them in Kevin's corner. So this has been Kevin's corner. It's so cozy in Kevin's corner. (laughs) It's a cozy place. Penguins everywhere. (laughs) Penguins all around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so here's we we talked a little bit about Bright Star, but I guess you know Bright Star was very very big part of kind of Broadway said like coming into its own and like and and starting off. I guess for you looking back on that, like I guess you know when we talked to you, you had it had I think it had just closed, um, and uh, and you obviously had a very different viewpoint than you do now what six years later or whatever it is like i guess how do you look back on that time one and and what are things that you see from fans from from the community uh, about bright star that kind of you know make you realize that it wasn't just like a flash in the pan type of thing that it really affected people yeah well it was it, it, it like i think will always be the best of times just like the best it's another one i was with bright star from the first workshop all the way through Broadway and then beyond. We did it again, uh, like a year later oh, in yeah. LA. I did it in LA and San Francisco. Carmen and I came back, and a lot of a lot of the the cast came back, um, and we all did it again. That's um, so awesome. Which was great because my family that lives in LA had tickets to see us on Broadway in like July, <laughs> which mm. we closed at the end of June. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they all got to see me in the show. Um, oh, that's so that's good. amazing. And you know, we got and when I finally left that the it was how the tour started. And when I finally mm-hmm. left the tour, um, it felt like on my terms and like that I was done and I was passing it on. Um, mm. And uh, it better felt, closure. Yeah, better closure. Um, but it was just the best. Still, some of my best friends of my whole life I met in San Diego when we were when we did it out there. Um, and I'm so happy that so many high schools are doing it. And I got to say, I'm shocked because I thought they would double cast Alice as old and young. But mm. they, they, I don't know how many high schools have done it, but they found that many like 17-year-old girls who can do that. And I, my mind is blown. <laughs> sure. um, I've been lucky enough to see a few that were, you know, in the, really? in the New York area. Yeah, to go to see it. And it's just like the show holds up. The momentum of the second act like still gets you there. That score still gets you there. I it's just I feel nothing but love. And like it, it must be such a cool thing that like you like if somebody says to their machine with a female name that I'm not gonna say so it doesn't talk to me. Like if I'm like play 
Bright Star, like the like this is Bright Star, and like the title song is you on the yeah, cast album. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's such a cool thing. Like all these high schools that are like, you you know all the high school students who are playing your part listen to the cast album to like yeah. Yeah, learn cool. it and get into it and like they're listening to you. So like that must be so like what is that like for like high school you to think that like versions of high school kids now are listening to you as their inspiration to play a part. They're mimicking your choices. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like you do in the studio that day. (laughs) Yeah. That's 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 like too big for me to wrap, to wrap my brain around. Like that. It's just, I feel, yeah, I guess proud again. I feel proud of that. I, um, I, uh, I'm just happy that kids are doing the show and learning the show and, um, you know, we worked so hard on it and it was such a special thing for me personally that I'm just glad it's, it's continuing to go. There's a really funny story. My cousin just told me, um, his now fiance, when they first started dating, um, they were driving in her car and she turned on her, her radio for whichever satellite streaming service she does. And she had a, a playlist set up and she was like, Oh, sorry, this is my Broadway playlist. Um, we can change it if you want. And he's like, Oh no, my cousin does Broadway and, uh, always have always will was the next song that played. And he was like, Oh, that's my cousin. She thought he was teasing her. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you meet on Broadway was like a, like roundabout wingman for your cousin. Sure, yeah. And I'm invited <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. You know, yeah. that's my cousin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well done, but that's, that's that so is really good. Cool. That's such a cool thing. Like you are an original cast album, yeah. Like cr- creator of a, like a like a musical that found yeah. its niche and is like a that's cult classic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's super cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that many high schools were doing it, and that's so it's exciting and like what a fun, different show for high schools to be able to do because there's yeah. a lot. Of, of good parts there's a lot of good women in that in there like that as a senior show like talk about that moment for that senior girl who gets to do that part that's what i'm saying i don't know how many have like that many high schools have that girl that can do it it's crazy that's a jimmy award in the making is what that is (laughs) (laughs) and from like it's great there are there's a part for everyone it's great yeah, yeah. And, the, and it's and kind of bizarre to see with like a huge dancing ensemble too. It's like, whoa! Oh, like, oh yeah, <laughs> that bar scene so is probably super cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like the, the the like picnic at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine a lot of extra people typing at the office. Like. <laughs> yeah, that the tr- the train is packed. Packed. Oh, God. And like everybody saw, nobody did anything. How many? How many like high school gay boys are living their best life playing the Jeff Blumenkrantz part? Like, yes. like there are so yes. many cat catty high school gays that are like, I live for this part. Like, this is me. <laughs> well, the best 100%. part is have a height like what do the high schools do with the suitcase they any good magic when we were in when we were in san diego the mayor would just throw it off into the wings and like oh there was someone there to catch it you know so you just like saw the bag and kind of like it hit the, <laughs> the apex of its trajectory as it hit the wings and so you were just like oh but seeing like seeing a bag flying and like spinning in the air you're like that baby's dead. 
There's 100%. That was, that baby just, is not making it. I was just about to say that, like, that baby you died. The parachute and like, No, no. And <laughs> I just want to say that six years later, we're still talking about the baby toss. And baby that toss. is amazing. <laughs> and it's the only true thing in the whole show. That's the only thing that actually happened. That's yeah, the so crazy insane. thing is like the true story is that the baby lived. Yeah, the Iron Mountain baby. That's like the that the yeah. baby, a like really badly beat up baby was found in a suitcase next to the train tracks and survived. But like, but like that is like life though, that like the most absurd part that is people are truth. like that could never be real is the only real part of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yeah, you can't write that stuff. Yeah. No. Seriously. That's and they so didn't. cool. They wrote around it. <laughs> if you wrote that, someone would be like, what happened to you that your mind came up with this insane thing? Yeah. And it's yeah. like the facts. <laughs> yeah. And that's Probably cool because like, well, like Steve Martin gave that quote or whatever when somebody said what it was like to write a musical. And he said, I've written 37 musicals or whatever. They've all been called Bright Star, like, or whatever <laughs> number he, he used. Oh, that's so funny. So like, that's so cool. That, like in that process, you got to like do... 12 different shows. Yeah. More probably. Like every album that he and Edie have released together, and it's multiple, it's like it's three or four now. Those are all cut from Bright Star. All the songs yeah. are from Bright Star. And they're so all like, good. And they're yeah. all so good. <laughs> they're all so good. Like they'd cut a song, we'd be like, oh, and then we'd hear the new song, we'd be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Ah. <laughs> that's yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, what a good show for really high good. schoolers. Yeah. Also, the production team, like, that's such a... You could do anything with that set. And, like, it doesn't have to be... Mm-hmm. You don't have to have, like, a billiards room and then, like, a picnic area. And, like, like you could just do the house and have it fl- fling around, like, an hour yeah. town set. Like, you could totally... Yeah, it's, it's a memory play, exactly. It's all... Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. All, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. Paradise Square is actually kind of like that, too. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's involved. There's automation, let's be clear. There are, like, three-story <laughs> towers coming in and out. Um, like, our saloon unit circles by itself not by the cast pushing it <laughs> right? Wait, do you have re- do you have any really fun set moments like do you get to like enter from the third story and like come down crazy or anything i never I go was- up high I, I like went up high during tech just to like see what it's like up there um but i get to it, during during the like protest during the like riots i get a pretty cool entrance climbing through the automation and like being delivered into a spotlight downstage. It's pretty yes. cool. <laughs> it feels powerful. That's oh, awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. Yeah. Cool. When it all lines up. Cause there's also, we're a cast of 40. So it's like, and we're on the Barrymore. So it's a tiny little theater. Yeah. Sure. We were trying out in Chicago. We tried out at the Nederlander, which yeah. is like the Barrymore fits inside the auditorium. At the <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, totally. So we're just, we're like blowing the roof off that place. It's, That's it amazing. feels great. It's, it's, it's a fun night. It's a fun night. Uh, we're, I'm excited to see it. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we have a new question that we ask people and I'm, I'm always get very excited about it. And we talked about babies. So I'll, that's be my segue. Um, thank you. We talked about babies. That's fine. <laughs> is there a show <laughs> that you would want to age through? Meaning, you could play every single part in over the course of your lifetime, and you could even backtrack and see if there's a younger uh, part in there. Is, is a show that you'd like to like go all the way through? Oh man. Well, I mean, like Gavroche is like the one that got away. I've wanted to die as Gavroche my whole oh, life. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I want to sing a song. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> and like, there's this cute kid and like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, just yeah like so like maybe like Miz. I'm trying to think like what shows have that kind of scope. Um, uh, you, know, you, you would be such a good Marius. Yeah. Yeah, that's you, another one that's... That, you'd be a really good Marius, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, you could definitely... Also, like, Javert, that's what I want to play. Like, maybe <sighs> maybe Sweeney Todd, like, to go from, like, Toby. either Toby to Anthony or Anthony to Toby through, like, maybe a fun Beatle like, yeah, yeah. to arrive at Sweeney. Yeah. Arrive at Sweeney. And then just, like, <laughs> later on, the judge. And then later on, you can be the judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's totally. that's what you... You got to the point in your career where you're the and and, and AJ Shively and as that's Judge the judge. Sidney <laughs> yeah. well, Dupont, who plays, uh, he's he's kind of he's the uh, the other new guy in town in Paradise Square. We keep joking that we're going to do the revival as the like the mayor and the the reverend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Cool. Uh, should we play a game? Yes, yeah. please. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have a very weird game because in a weird coincidence of events, I just finished reading the second book in a series called The Diviners. Um, and it's about ghosts in Manhattan in the 20s. But all of these ghosts are yelling at the main character the entire time. Beware, beware, Paradise Square. What? And it is about these ghosts that died in the riots. No. <laughs> are like what? coming out of the subway tunnel and like attacking New York. What's literally what the series is called. I got to read. It's it. called The Diviners. The Diviners. And the second book is about ghosts from Paradise Square. No, seriously, like when I told Kimberly that I was getting like that I, we were getting tickets to the show and I was like, I said, Do you is come it about with Paradise me? Square that was in 5 points in 1863 and he was like, "Yes." Yeah, so I was so shocked. Yeah, I was so shocked. <laughs> I was so um, shocked that I knew about uh, the story no is specifically a Chinese immigrant ghost. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, but she was with like an Irish immigrant. Like it was. Oh, it's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the melting pot. Dang. It's very spooky. But then there's also like something that was not true because there's like mystical elements that clearly. I was so I mean, prepared to read. I was so prepared to read Kimberly like the website like little like blurb to tell her what it would be about. But she was like, "Is it about just Reddit to me?" And I was like. Are you, are you on the website? Like, what's happening right now? He started talking oh about it in, like, 1863. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> I like just finished reading this book and then I saw all of the like marketing for Paradise Square and I was like, wait a minute. But <laughs> truly, I had never heard of this before. And it's such like an interesting moment in American history that it is fascinating to me. That not every movie is about this. I, I had such a good education. I had such a good education, and I have never heard of this before. <laughs> I actually all college graduates. Like, yeah, <laughs> I trained to be a New York City tour guide, and this was not part of like what I learned to be a tour guide. Even like it's insane. It's, it's crazy. Insane. They yeah, but we all know like, what Five Points is from Gangs of New York, and like there's so much more that happened there. Yeah, that's yeah, like. I, like one like, booth at the at the restaurant. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I just thought it was all Cameron Diaz with a bad accent. <laughs> but a great attitude. Um, she was she was so ready to be in that movie. Yeah, I loved that movie. I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I loved it as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe now we watch Gangs of New York and then we go see Paradise Square and then we read yeah. a book about ghosts. Read the diviners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I made up a game called Broadway Ghost Stories, um, and it's very silly and weird. So in my mind, how this game is going to work, it's just like a, a, a think about it game. Um, you're going to get two shows, and the idea is that one of these shows has just vacated a theater, and the, no, the next show has come in. Um, but the ghost of the previous show is still there toying with it so just think about how one show could haunt the next okay Okay. what would what would those characters do to the others got it um i don't know if that makes any sense but kevin would you like to try i would like to try okay uh say when on my pile when miss saigon okay and say when again when dear evan hansen Great. So Miss Saigon has vacated the building and Dear Heaven Hansen has moved in. But the first thing that the, uh, they notice is it's suddenly extremely hot in the theater all the time. And they don't know why because they're cranking the AC, but they cannot. The stage is mm-hmm. just like a tundra of heat. It is just. You say that the heat is on? Correct. So it is just mm-hmm. the heat is out of control hot. Um, and then Dear Evan Hansen, whatever the boy uh, who's playing Evan, I, I always want to call him Dear Evan Hansen because I always say, like, if, you, if you find out you're the new Dear Evan Hansen, so I never, but when the boy who plays Evan, he keeps moving out to sing Waving Through the Window. But his voice when he sings is a powerful, like, female belter. <laughs> because oh, I mean, Maya Salonga singing "Waving Through a Window" sounds amazing. That's what I mean. Because that would be just because that show is just that girl belting for just like two and a half hours. So it's just he can't bring out his man, man belt because the female belt keeps coming out. And then, um, and it probably sounds great. <laughs> and then the final thing that haunts them is that whenever they walk out on stage, there is a child that just shows up and clings around their neck while they're trying to do any acting or singing. Um, because that's my other favorite part of, of Miss Saigon is that like the child who plays Tam, his like main direction is just cling to this woman for dear life and don't let go. And like, women through the past 20 years have just belted their face off with a child holding on their neck. So like Evan's trying to do all his, you will be found with a child holding on to him the whole time. Ooh. That's wonderful. And spooky. Uh, <laughs> Brian, would you like a start? Yeah, sure. Say when. 
Oh, uh, when? <clears throat> Noise is off. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Say when. A really good one. <laughs> when? <laughs> Pacific Overtures. Yeah, I think I think that. So I'm doing it different. I think you do. Oh wow! (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think you do. So I think Pacific Overtures haunts noises off. Oh, interesting. Okay. There's just someone um, in a tree. Yes. <laughs> I, this is what I think. Okay. This is what I think. I think I that noises off is rehearsing. Okay. And all of a sudden, like, they see shadows on the stage from things that, like, aren't there. And, like, um, uh, like pieces of furniture and sets have moved, like, a half inch here, a full inch there. Um. And it just like no one sees anything. It's like you can't prove anything. It just it just and then the the tech gets mad at the actors because they think they're moving stuff and whatnot. So you have all of that. And then the director and the dramaturg are like something is off here. Like like I I trust everybody. Like something is really weird here. So they go to (laughs) the library, um, the music the the theater library at Lincoln Center, and they they just do some research on like what shows had been there before because they notice that the only po- there's a missing poster in the lobby and um, because the, that's it and they don't know what what like why is it so they go and they realize that the only poster missing is the pacific overtures poster and what okay. they learn you're making this like a james wan movie and i'm so obsessed with it right yeah. now like i'm i'm like invested i'm really i know i'm so in i'm so in so they they find i've been watching a lot of horror movies lately so <laughs> yeah, they <I> they find <laughs> out that pacific overtures what happened was is that the pacific overtures whatever theater that was the theater actually burned down um <sighs> And 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 during a performance, but the the actors saved the lives of gave their own lives to save the audience members <sighs> by throwing down the fire curtain so that everyone be saved except for themselves. Um, and they never got to it was it was it was the first preview, and they never got to do uh, Pacific Overtures. So they're actually the ghosts of them. And they look at the set and they realize that the set for Noises Off has been moving to make room for the the set of Revolvers. Pacific Overtures that used to be there. So what what Noises Off decides to and and as the movie goes on, as the or the movie, the real life, whatever we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I another element to the game. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. As it goes, you can see where my head is at. As so we're goes, all on the edge of our seats. We're into this. Like <laughs> as, the three of us are like living for this story. As the as this as the real life story whatever goes on, they actually start seeing the ghosts of the actors getting ready in the dressing rooms. And like, or they see them in the mirror, like behind them, like putting their makeup on, they turn around and there's nobody there. And then opening night of noises off, the director is like, listen, like, 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 just go out there and do your best. And they're on stage. And then the, the, the ghosts of the actors are on stage with them. Um, and so what happens is, is that they end up doing a, and the director 
like here's the ghost of the original director and <clears throat> what he ends up doing to honor them is they do this revival of noises off that incorporates being haunted and the ghosts as a part of the story so that they can actually, they all work together on the stage um, and the audiences love it um, because beautiful. Only, only the actors can see them, but like, it's so real that the audience like can like know something is like magical is happening on there. And that's that's noises off and Pacific Overture. And, and then also follies, also follies. Also follies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then when you die, you can go back to the theater and see the other show that was happening. Oh, there's a whole second oh audience too. Well, that's the sequel. That's yeah, oh that's the like, cut scene at the end of the credits. Yes. Yeah, that's the after credit oh, sequence. Yeah. Holy, in life, right. the credits of life. Yeah, Brian. Oh, yeah. oh, right. The credits of life. Right, right, right. We we give Brian a hard time on this show when he plays games, but like he's very was, good at them. That was epic. That was yeah, really, I'm really, really happy. good. I'm glad it ended so well because yeah, yeah. I feel nice. I feel good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Si- side question for AJ. AJ, if you were if suddenly the Barrymore starts being haunted and like you start like putting on your makeup and there's like ghosts in the mirror and stuff, would that freak you out? Like make it hard to do your job or like are you one of those people that would be like? No, this is super cool. It's like a fun added thing to this experience. Oh, definitely that. I mean, I guess it depends what they want. I'd be like, oh, what show are you in? Back here, right? Can you believe they squeezed 40 actors into these dressing rooms? It's <laughs> <laughs> so oh, good. Goodness. AJ, would you like a ghost story? Yes. All right, say when. Okay. When? Merrily we roll along. <gasps> Oh, that's a, okay. Ready. That's a good one. When? <clears throat> Mac and Mabel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know that show at all? I do not. All right. all right. Mac and Mabel and Merrily. Okay. Yes. So. And. Okay. So wait, which one is, which one is haunting which? Do I choose? You or choose. I choose. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think. Mac and Mabel is haunting a brand new production of Merrily where they do, they're trying, the concept of this production is they're going to do it in act in like chronological order instead of backwards. Oh, okay. It's avant-garde. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, <laughs> they've done Merrily, but now they're going to do like it's a long roll Merrily, you know. <laughs> a long <Damn>. roll Merrily. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my favorite line is doing Merrily We Roll Along chronologically is avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, a long so, roll um, Merrily slayed me. <laughs> so, so for whatever reason, though, every time, you know, we're, we're not, we haven't opened yet. You're like, the show's not opened yet. They had to delay because these problems keep happening. As soon as they moved into the theater, they're doing runs, the tech is done, but they can't start previews yet because every time they start the show, um, everyone keeps just like falling, like doing these crazy pratfalls. And it's not necessarily on purpose. It's like, it's like they're stepping on banana peels or like, you know, <laughs> It's really, really weird. And they're trying to do the right thing. You know, they're like at a big fancy party and somebody they're all dressed up really nicely. And there's a champagne toast and somebody's playing a grand piano. And then all of a sudden a ladder falls from off stage and uh, everyone's throwing pies at each other and nobody knows what happened. So eventually, eventually the, uh, the director comes in and he says, you know what we've got to do here is we've got to just strip everything away 
We're not going to have any more set. We're not going to do costumes. Everyone, you're just going to wear a t-shirt and it's going to say your name on the front. <laughs> like, the actor's name on the front. And then on the back, in very small text, it's going to say all of your lines and we'll have video footage to zoom in on the lines and we'll just project that, you know, on the back wall. And uh, they did that. And um, th- for whatever reason, the, the introduction of the cinematic element quieted all of the troubles. And can I tell you, the, the theater people <laughs> in New York loved it. They just loved the technological aspect coming in to like a theatrical setting. And they were like, wow, the technology. And, you know, and it's a fantastic score too. So, you know, critics pick, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was so good. All right, do I get a ghost story? Yes. All right. AJ, say when, since you are our guest. That one. Susical. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Already the best. Already the winner. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) One more. Okay. And Amelie. <laughs> That's really good. That's incredible. Oh, I don't know which one to make the ghost. <laughs> also, this, they're, both the, they're both the ghost of a new work, maybe. This game <laughs> needs to feel the obvious choice to ghost. However, oh, yeah. Amelie, I feel, would be secretly the most like inventive ghost. Oh yeah. I think you should make them both the ghost of a new uh one woman show. Which oh my is, god, I'm uh, obsessed with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um who's doing a one woman show? Anyone really. Okay. Amelie and Susical are haunting the new work of someone. Of a famous <laughs> I love that title, the new work of someone. The That's new great. work of someone. It, it, it um, originated at, at a New York theater workshop and then it transferred <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah. They had to um, run so an ART. In the history of their ghosts, <laughs> Susical initially um, was haunting Amelie's original run. Mm. And um, the cat in the hat was just like very mischievous and he would move all the props around. And then he would, you know, that ghost thing where he can get into the body and he would just like get into <laughs> Amelie and she would like, wiggle around in a weird way yeah, yeah, um yeah. and that, I, remember, I remember hearing about that philippa sue constantly wiggling all over the yeah unfortunately yeah, it's yeah. why it the show not, closed like shoulders yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. and it just like it made for some weird reviews and the show just didn't run and so the mm-hmm. ghosts of amelie have a vendetta against the ghosts of susical <laughs> uh-huh. and so the new show is coming into the theater and they're both there um and ghost amelie's war. ghost is so <laughs> mad at the cat in the hat for ruining her shot at Broadway, um, that her ghost is trying to thwart what the cat in the hat is doing to the new show. So the cat in the hat will like sever a spotlight to fall down and Amelie's ghost will like throw a set piece over to catch it. And so she's just like the good ghost trying to save Let's say Kristen Chenoweth's one woman show. <laughs> As Dolly Parton, yes. Dolly Parton, absolutely. 100%. Does the Amelie ghost do things like open a cute parasol to like stop the light from falling on her? Absolutely. Oh. But you can't see the ghost, you just see like a parasol. And, it's yes. just like, and it just like crumbles around and like Kristen Chenoweth is very in tune with the ghost and she knows something eerie is happening. 
um, but she's not sure what since one is protecting her. And then um, she does have a seance live with the audience uh, to sort of get the ghost of the cat in the hat out. Um, But then she is so thankful for the ghost of Amelie, the musical, for helping her, you know, survive this run that she lets them do one final ghost performance of Amelie. How does it go? I would go to that. It goes well. All the ghosts from all of your (laughs) other shows are in the audience. (laughs) They all have a good time. Uh, I love that. I love it. Such such happy ghost stories. Yeah. We, we love a happy ghost. We love a happy ghost. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that was Broadway ghost stories. That was silly. That Yay. was fun. Hey. So, right, so, AJ, there's, oh. there, there's somewhere that people can see you besides the Broadway, correct? Oh, yes. Yes. In the comfort of their own home, mm-hmm. provided they have the right subscription service. Um, <laughs> okay. That sounds dirty. Can we explain? It does. So, let me go into further detail here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have uh, an episode of, of uh, HBO Max's Julia, the Julia Child series, premiering um, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Um, I play the... Julia? Julia. Well, I, I was going to play <laughs> Julia, but then I felt like I was really busy with Paradise Square and I couldn't get... Yeah, totally. You do both, right. Andre Saltner, um, who was one of the like first celebrity chefs. Ooh. Um, and yeah, I play, uh, Julia comes to eat at my restaurant, uh, my Michelin rated restaurant. And I'm kind of rude to her <laughs> in a French accent, no less. Yes. Cool. Hey. Yes, what is, yes. what is your experience with accent work? Man, um, I have always like, I don't know, maybe it's connected to singing or something like that, but I've always been really good with accents. Um, and uh, so the French accent, you know, I, I did the audition and it was kind of, you know, the American's idea of a French accent. And when I went sure. back and actually looked at footage of the actual person, I was like, oh, that's what that's what he sounds like. Um, but um, excuse me, I was talking earlier about rehearsal and the rehearsal process and how much I love that. And learning new skills is a huge part of that for me. So so putting on finding the new accents and making it authentic. You know, I got for Paradise Square. I have an Irish accent and um uh, and a native Irish person thought I was from Ireland. Oh, wow. Which is like that is the compliment. best compliment you could have ever got. Uh, wow. So good. And so, yeah, I do it all the time. When I was on the show, the Amazon show Hunters, um, I, my character spoke entirely in German, which I do not speak. Um, and it's kind of, it's a fun, it's a fun challenge for me. I don't know why. It's, I guess it's masochistic. In so, a way, so you don't like if, <laughs> if, somebody, if your agent calls you and is like, I have this really great character for you. It's, I need a Dutch accent by Monday. Like that's exciting to you. Yeah. Yeah. Dutch would be hard. Cause I don't know. any like, like mostly I have people I can call and I'm like, Hey, give me the inside scoop. Um, Dutch would be hard though. Give me the inside scoop on your accent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I do. I was like, I have a friend who's, who's like a native German speaker. So I was like, can you please make a voice memo of all of these lines and I will learn them phonetically. <laughs> so that's for amazing. Me, and I found out later though, um, for, for hunters, um, my friend did that for me and I learned phonetically and I was cast much to my shock. Um, um, cause it said native, like fluent German speaker. And I was like, well, 
I need some practice. And then it cast me. Singers like, oh. are good at that though, because we've like all sung in different languages and like been able to tell the story, even though we don't yeah, really know yeah. the words. Yeah. 100%. But I found out when I got on set that um, the German I had learned to speak was from a, a like farming rural area. And my character was like a well-educated architect from Berlin. Oh. So I had in my audition basically been like, hey, y'all, you want to go down out here? <laughs> well maybe i'll take you out there okay. <laughs> that's incredible they're like they're like it's so cool that you brought like southern german to the audition yeah, like, oh you do dialects of german that's cool <laughs> and i was like yeah yes. and they yes. like, really really have did the an best accent. of dialect coaches <laughs> that's so awesome when you do a show like that, like for TV, do they, they provide you with a, like a coach on set? Yeah, that's I helping mean, you? But, it, but in TV on film sets, it all happens on the day. So you have to show up like having done ready. a lot of work and ready for like when the dialect coaches says things like um, my character um, at the end of a climactic moment, um, his lines were like, go get away. And like, go now. And so I was saying like, go now you know like we would like elongating it like get jet and uh after the first take the dialect coach he's like hmm. he's like so in german culture uh it's more masculine to be clipped so when you extend things it reads oh. in a very specific sexual way so I had basically been giving like the biggest gay accent. Yeah. Like, I was like, yes, go for it. You know? <laughs> Interesting. You were basically like, you were like the RuPaul's Drag Race of German yeah. language. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and, well, and, then, and it's like, I'm helping people escape from Auschwitz. So it's not what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, that's not the moment to be like, yes, queen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so interesting so to think about. That. That's, but I love that part. I love it. Yeah. And I would never would have thought of that. That like, that like something that like in our culture, like that totally go run. Oh, like for yeah. that to be like, to do that in a different language, it has a completely different connotation. Yeah. That's so interesting. And that's why they hire dialect coaches. That's, <laughs> that's a money well spent. Yeah. Yes. But then it gets you, it like makes you understand kind of, well, or that, that helped me with Paradise Square because to understand the immigrant experience when like you're out of your culture. So you're doing things that make sense to you and read completely differently. And you have no idea why mm, you sure. kind of have to figure it out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Cool. I'm, cool. I'm speaking. I'm speaking Irish, the language Irish in Paradise Square, and I think, I think it's the first time Irish has been used in a Broadway musical. Well, that's fascinating. I wow. sang a Gaelic song in college in a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think there have been plays that have used. used yeah, Irish or like little stuff. bits of it. Yeah. Um, but Gaelic also is so regional and like yes. specific yeah. to everything that like. I met with one, a professor who spoke Gaelic and I was like, this is the song and I've learned it phonetically and here it is. And he was like, I don't know what any of that means, but it's probably Gaelic. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, you just learned like the Northern version and I'm right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Well, yeah. My first, my first, the first thing I say is America in the which means America in my heart. Oh, um, and it's, I don't know. I'm, this is how and when my family came to America um, well, my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family has been here a long time. Um, but, uh, 
like this is I'm honoring my ancestors, you know, this is how they got here at this time. They were fleeing the potato famine. They are fleeing the great hunger. Um, and my people just wound up in the Midwest instead of New York. Otherwise, like I would be playing my however many times great grandfather. Sure. So cool. Really cool. So interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So check out a Paradise Square. Check out Julia on HBO Max. There's a lot of opportunity to uh, see AJ. Um, but AJ, thank you so much for joining us. That brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We hope that uh, you don't forget about this recording like the previous one. But in all seriousness, thank you so much for joining us again. Check out Paradise Square. Check out Julia on HBO Max. Um, you can uh, follow us at Broad Wasted uh, on all social media. Um, you can also find us, uh, follow Kimberly on uh, TikTok, um, Kimber Coops. Um, and then, of course, you can find our podcast wherever you get podcasts, like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. please. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we end every episode with a quote. And today it's Camp Town, ladies. Sing that song, Duda, Duda. Camp Town racetrack five miles long. Oh, the Duda day. I get to uh, sing those. I get to sing those words on Broadway every night. That's awesome. Yes, I mostly know it from Family Matters when Urkel sings it, but you know that's <laughs> that's you know same same similar. Same right? thing. Same thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. In, in all seriousness, thank you so much for taking the time, AJ. We My really pleasure. appreciate My it. <clears throat> Let's do this again you. in another six years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plan now. <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, thank you. We raise a glass, and we always end with. Um, cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.